Hatihei Mauriora, Inga Mana, Inga Rio, Ero Rangatirama. Kia ora and welcome to Māori Initiatives Podcast Show, Tamangai the Mouthpiece, in association with podcast.nz. Thanks for joining us. As each week, our guests share a part of their life's journey to Te Iratangata, improve quality of life. Well, look, with us tonight, uh, we're just really glad to have you back with us. And uh, Tamangai is about you. Yeah, you at the lounge room table having a listen or you uh, on that bike listening on the podcast tonight. It's about you. You are our, uh, We're just so wrapped to have you listening in. Encourage the whanau, the hapu, the community, your friends to listen into these stories because they're Kiwi, they're Māori, uh, they're us. And uh, they're about our, I suppose, how we contend in life with all those challenges. So, And tonight is no exception, I'm sure. Uh, tonight our guest with us is, uh, oh by the way, I'm your host, of course, Steve Takawingawa, and here with our assistant tonight, our really good looking sound engineer, my bro. <laughs> Say kia ora, Greg. Kia ora. Oh, oh we're <laughs> So uh, yeah, I'll, uh, oh, which maunga shall I pick tonight? Ah, uh, Marutini, te maunga, Waitaki o te awa. Rauta te waka, tautau wararangi te hapu, ko te aruuru te marae, uh, ko aitanga ahuati te iwi. Yeah, of course, Steve, who done it? So, with us tonight, we've got our special guest, uh, Eru Ra Eri Wilton. Kia ora, Eri. Kia ora. Great Kia ora, to have Steve. you with us, bro. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah, no, no, Great thanks for coming here. in uh, tonight. Uh, we're just having a cup of tea, we're hanging mm. out, and uh, right. I just was listening to uh, Edu, just met him recently through a friend of ours, Matua Seth Barrett, and uh, mm. boy, this guy's just got so many stories, I've just <laughs> got to get him into the mangai, and uh, let our listeners have a listen, and yeah, yeah so have a look, so um, boy, start off with a bit of a whakawhanangatanga, so mm. kia ora. Kia ora, kia ora Steve, thanks for having me on tonight, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, ko wai tenei, uh, i te taho tuku papa no Ngāti Marua hau, uh, i te taho tuku mama no Ngāti Whātua, uh, no Raukawa no Ngāti Ranginui, uh, oku iwi, uh, Raukawa tuku kaipo, uh, tuku whenua kura, uh, no reira uh, tēnā ratātou katoa. So yeah, that's, that's who I am. Uh, Yep, I won't go into detail on each of those. We'll be here all night. But, <laughs> oh, all yeah. good, all good. So yeah, and there are other connections I have through through Ngati Fatua, Fakapapa, oh. connect to Tainui, Ngati Tahinga. Aye, Through our Rokawa Fakapapa, we connect to uh, yeah, through uh, Ngati Tu Korehe, uh, which is descendants of Rakatoda, who was uh, the captain of to- uh, the aye. Tohunga of the Tainui Waka Hapi, who's also known as. Up here in Tamaki Makoto. So, yeah, so there's a few. Uh, also, yeah, Te Arawa have a connection to Ngati Whakaue uh, through our Raukawa Whakapapa as well. We connect yeah. up to uh, Ngati Rorui Te Rangi. So, so Tino Maha Ngati Whakapapa. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, we always kind of start off the show with a little bit kind of like, uh, who are you and mm. how did you get here? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. uh, Maybe just give us a bit of a background. You growing up and uh, sort of sort of fit the puzzle. Yeah, kapai. Uh, so I, I grew up here in Tamaki Makoto, uh, Mount Wellington, born and bred. Hey. Uh, 
Although we grew up in Auckland, our, our mother took us back to uh, where she was born, uh, her marae Whakaratamaiti, which is in Te Pito Oteao, you know, scene of the universe, Pitaruru, <laughs> <laughs> in the South Waikato. Uh, so that's where we called home. Yeah, yeah right. and where we lived was in Tamaki Makaurau, uh, you know, the corridor. Mm, mm, so mm. that was our kaipo, that's where we were taken since we were born, uh, back there to our marae, and taught, you know, old ways by uncles and Ooh. our grandmother and all that. Uh, on on her father's side, we're in Ngāti Whātua, so we connect to our main marae is uh, Afro up in the Kaipara. Uh, we connect to uh, just about all of the Ngāti Whātua marae through, oh, through yeah. Whakapapa. Uh, so, yeah, there's, we have a strong pull back to our taha Māori through, through my mother, through her side. That's something mm. that she installed in us. Uh, her being, being born at the marae and, you know, they grew up with Te Reo Māori and it wasn't until they oh. went to school where it was beaten out of them, they, you know, they yeah. were beaten for speaking it. Oh. Uh, yeah, so we grew up not not alone, not really known to the We knew bits and pieces, you know, from being at the marae. Uh, but so, yeah, it's quite funny. We actually, you know, we grew up going back to the marae uh, when, when we were about, like, standard four, I think about about 10 years old. We, uh, My mum left my dad. We went to live in uh, Howick. From, we left Mount Wellington, stayed with my sister in Howick. Went to all oh, way to all wow. primary, and there they, they were teaching te reo. Oh, right. And uh, for standard threes and fours, and they had a uh, kapahaka ropu every Friday, we'd do kapahaka. Yeah, yeah. So there's me and my sister. Cool. We, uh, we on the fr- first Friday for kapahaka, I remember walking in, and there's all these pakia <coughs> doing all these waiata and, and able to kind of like kōrero sentence in Māori, you know. And here we were, we were like, we grew up going to the marae, and, and we didn't even know really know waiata, and then we were like blown away, oh, you know. Yeah. So we actually learned um, kapahaka that through um, watching these pakia that had, had been taught by Mrs. Wow. Nini. There were wow. Māori there as well, yeah. you know. But uh, yeah, we had a trip to Tūranga Waiwai performed that year and performed to Tatarangi Kahu. That was a real memorial. Sure memorable time in my life and I guess yeah it wasn't until uh, so I uh, went on to be a builder when I left school uh, ended up running my own company uh, Wilton Builders Limited uh, so for over 20, how long did you do that? Uh, so I've got about 20 over 20 years experience building as soon as I left oh, school wow. around 89 uh, 89 90s when I, I went to Māori Fez did the um, we were the last to go through the pre-apprenticeship course then okay yep and after that, I went on and, and yeah, worked for a few companies. Uh, and they kind of pushed me up to foreman. I was a foreman, and I wasn't even qualified then. And so I, I pushed to, to get my qualifications. They said, oh, you don't need it. You're all good. Just right. you're doing the mahi anyway. So, so what did you? What made you go into carpentry? Uh, just like building, eh? just yeah. like doing things with my hand hands. Hands being outdoors. Yeah, I guess yeah. we grew up, our house was lifted up when we were young in Mount Wellington to a two-story and there's heaps of building going on and so right. I used to always right. be into right. it, you know, yeah, hitting yeah. nails and that. So I just, yeah, chose to go into it. And sure. yeah, So yeah. I went on to, to run my own company, went out contracting first as a sole trader and then... Uh, what was started. that like? Yeah, that's... Yep, that's, that can be challenging. <laughs> well, what, so, what's challenging about it? Uh, I guess, yeah, just the whole side of business and uh, getting the mahi. In P-A-Y-E. The yeah, that's right. A-C-C. Yeah. So, yeah, and then I went on to, to, to doing my own mahi, you know, with Wilton 
Builders Limited. So a lot of my work I, I did to finish off my apprenticeship was uh, my multi-million dollar houses. So I got a bit of a reputation for for good finishing and doing that kind of work. Which so. iwi is this, bro? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was all mainly around central Auckland. So, yeah, went on to, to, to do that mahi and uh, landed a contract with uh, – I oh, landed some work with the Solomon Brunei son, Wonshin Singh. And oh, yeah, so I did what was that like, like? Yeah, that was that was um, an experience. It was good to start off with, but oh. in the end, it got a bit you know a bit controlling on on you know uh, didn't really have a life too much you know. All oh, right, it's good money and and all of that. He had plenty of work, but yeah, just didn't have a have a life in the end, you know. And wow, so through that I ended up. Did like, you go overseas through that or? No, or was there was, they wanted me to go up to Singapore and that because that's where he was. Uh, once and Singh's okay. mother was from and that to do some stuff, but yeah, uh, things went well with my marriage at the time, and okay. so we kind of separated. Uh, so yeah, uh, by two thousand and eight, I'd kind of had enough of of the building and that, and you know, being Maori, it is, is actually uh, quite hard. You have to basically undercut everyone else, you know, do things for less and. Do more work, <laughs> you know. Is right. that for Cardo still out there? You know. Well, and, okay, I'm gonna. Uh, yeah. So you, you said you, you you your wife you guys split up there. Uh, yeah. I don't want to go into that, but just to no, say no. here you're running a company, you're doing all these hard, these hours. Mm. There's money coming in, but so there's some challenges, eh? Yeah. I suppose yeah. what I'm saying for uh, for us is you know 75 percent of Māori living in the urban spaces today mm. and growing. Right. And uh, how do we, you know how? What's it, the realities of of contending and, as a Maori and making a way? I mean, I knew that mm. I've grown up yeah, in Tamaki yeah. Makoto my whole life uh, as a right. Greg, and we all know the challenges of yeah, yeah. how do you we, uh, keep our Maoriness right, right. uh, in this very really right. sort of colonial kind of space, eh? Yeah, it is, yeah. and there are there are some changes today. You know, there are obviously there are more opportunities for Maori, I guess. And yeah, there are, know, right. and they they they're now wanting to uh, because it's our point of difference in the world. Yeah, so it's it's who we are, who we are in New Zealand here. They can't get anywhere else, so there is opportunities with with that. Uh, so I, I guess I kind of sought, you know, the opportunities. I wanted to work for Hapu, you know, whānau Hapu and Iwi to, you know, get in that realm of, uh, especially around rivers. You know, uh, we grew up, you know, well, like I said, down in Patararu in our mm, rivers and, mm. and, you know, all that um, mahinga kai and learning, you know, how to catch eels, you know, with our hands and koda and all of that stuff through uncles and that. Yeah, yeah, and we had a creek at Kelston. Yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah. Not even. <laughs> <laughs> Dead stingrays, they, they would come up and <laughs> die, man. He's yeah. massive. Oh, the poison no there, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and that's exactly what I saw was, you know, I'll take my kids back to Patararu and I couldn't do the same things because the, the degradation oh. of the river, you know, it was just what? getting worse. Oh, wow. And so I had caught it all with um, like Greenpeace and that, and they, they were like, and people, no one was doing anything, you know, back in 2007 about rivers. They weren't even concerned about it. And they were like, oh, no, nah. well, you know, Greenpeace were like, oh, we're all about the about the sea, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, but I was like, well, the rivers run to the sea, you know, and all the all yeah. the crap that's coming down is killing the sea as well. Yeah. That's why you have all the, um, 
you know, the oh, what, algae blooms and all that, you know, and poisoning right. our, that's coming from the rivers, all the algae. So, oh, yeah. And poisoning our kaimoana, you know. So there was, nobody was doing anything then, so I saw the Bachelor of Environmental Management at uh, Tawananga Aotearoa was running, and I thought, oh, you know, it's based around the RMA, Resource Management, so building, you know, I've got right. all that experience yep. with building. Yep. So, and I saw a way into, you know, getting some qualifications, getting, you know, learning about, you know, the Resource Management mm. Act, Tūri Whenua Act, mm. uh, all of that stuff to, to maybe help. So you went back to school? Mm. Was there three years? or? Yeah, well, because I, I wasn't fluent in te reo, I did uh, Te Wānanga Takiura in 2009. Uh, right. I did it, so that's wow. one whole year full of measuring te reo Māori. So I got fluent in te reo Māori in one year. Um, but they have tikanga involved as well, so uh, awesome experience, best thing I ever done. You know, so oh, awesome, I encourage anyone. You know that, uh, you know, if you don't have your te reo Maori, you know, it's, and for me, it's not about learning our te reo. It's just bringing out who we are. You know, that's who God's created us as, as Maori, and He created our language and, and our tikanga. You know, so in pursuing those things, it, it actually drew me nearer to to e o Matukuri, you know, because oh, George and George, right. you're nearer to, to the environment. Our, our, our tupuna were very orientated, uh, environmental orientated, right. you know, kaitiakitanga was right. a big part of how they lived. Yep. Even the kōrero and the whakaro around uh, the way they talked, they liken it to to Tuao Nui or Tani, you know, to uh-huh. the Ngahere, to the sea. They liken everything, hey, you know, all that kōrero. So, and, you know, that's the creation. So, uh, yeah. So I, I, something grabbed you? So w- yeah. what did you do? Did you? So you went? Yeah, I went and got fluent in Te Reo Māori. Then first. I went and did the Bachelor of Environmental Management. How long did that take? Uh, that was three years. Whew, so that's four years. That's big. That's yeah. Quite, that's a big commitment. Uh, on my second year, I was um, asked if I wanted to pilot the carpentry course with Te Wānanga Aotearoa. So they wanted to start off a carpentry course oh. there, similar to what um, Māori Fiz. Right. So uh, I jumped on board with that. And so I had to put my studies aside for one year uh, because okay. I had to do a diploma of mm. um, a national diploma of uh, adult education in that year to be teaching. So I, I did that Ooh. while I taught. Busy <laughs> fella. Yeah. <laughs> And so I got it started at, at um, Ngāwhare Wātia. We set up down there in uh, Level 4. So it was a uh, Unitech course that they gifted to Te Wānanga oh. Aotearoa. And, yeah, so I had a, like maybe about um, half of the, the course, you know, half of the guys uh, completed, you know, the first year. Then we um, brought on a couple more uh, tutors the second year, which I worked that, but then I... I that second year, I completed my uh, Bachelor of Environmental Management, and there was opportunity to work for Ngati Fatua Rake. So hey, well, we just had position. them in here, Harold. Yeah. Uh, B and uh, oh, Fire, uh, Ruth Scott. Oh, yeah, kia ora. Yeah, 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 it was wonderful. Yeah. And Steve, and Steve was other guy. Yeah, so I applied for the role as a RMA officer, as a um, uh, kaitiaki uh, with the Tokitao unit, and... So I started that in January uh, January 2013. So uh, yeah. what does that mean? Yeah. What is that role? So basically I uh, yeah got involved with, with projects throughout Auckland under the Resource Management Act. Uh, they Any any projects within 200 metres, uh, they call them a site of significance or wahi tapu to us, uh, they had to engage with iwi 
so they also right. I was the person they'll come to and engage with. Aye. So Aye. then it was my job to identify the uh, adverse effects to our monofinal values and then advocate for appropriate cultural mitigation or avoidance of it or you know remedy or avoidance or whether we oppose it. Was there uh, what was that like then dealing like with council, you would have been dealing with yeah, council, council, local, council, local, yeah, body, local government, um, central government, body in that day. Eh? Yeah, yeah, councils. Uh, yeah, so, right. what was that like? Was that hard? Was it? Yeah, well, uh, we kind of worked it out one time. I was, I was constantly in the end. I was probably involved constantly with between fifty to a hundred, hundred projects at once. 50 to 100. Yeah, constantly. You know, one will finish and there'll be another five more coming. What's that like? Oh, it's just crazy. So, yeah, you know, it's just unmanageable. So you can only do, you know, there's a lot yet you couldn't couldn't do, but, I mean, I had to engage in, so I was constantly around about. So that explains when I go to my 95 tour meetings. (laughs) They all glazed over, (laughs) meeting number 58. (laughs) That's right. Yeah, that's crazy. (laughs) So... Uh, yes, after six months, they uh, promoted me to the uh, manager of uh, Tukitaio. Uh, oh, wow. So they, I took on Mokahurako. Uh, um, uh, huh? So that's the uh, native plant nursery up at Orake Marae. Yeah. As yeah. well as, uh, uh, yeah, there's oh, probably about 20 workers there with Mokahurako that take care of the grounds up at uh, Bastion Point, up yes, at Takaparafo. Yes. As well as part of my work when I'd engage in projects is that I'd identify, uh, you know, landscape uh, opportunities for for Aye. Kahurako, uh, for the nursery, for Pukaki. And, yeah, so they'll get contracts, you know, outside of the Whenua Aye, th- I, through. I think through their nurseries, they're, um, in the, they're about to move it too, I think. Mm, uh, some yeah, of they were talking Street about now. it when yeah, uh, before yeah. I, I left. So I resigned from there last year. And okay. been doing my own mahi with uh, Takiawa Limited Consulting, oh, well, and well, that's a good segue, bro. Oh, yeah, well, hang on. <laughs> so, that, how long did that happen for with uh, Orake, Natifata Orake? How About two to three years. Oh, was, okay, sounds like yeah. a baptism of fire. Yeah, sure <laughs> was. Like, but still, I, bro, preserving. Yeah, because yeah, like when I went on board, um, <coughs> the, the manager there, I was looking forward to working under him, yeah, you know, yeah. to learn everything. Uh, as soon as I, um, like, two weeks before I was going to start. He says, I've resigned and uh, I'll be gone in a week. you got one week with me. Oh. <laughs> so I had one week to, you know, to, to for him to introduce me to everyone. Ooh, and then I just the hit the road hey. sprinting. <laughs> so, yeah, just had to learn as I went. And, um, but it was great, great, great opportunity. You know, I'd be at the table with um, all mana whenua and tamaki makaurau and uh, you know, and my passion around environmental, um, environmentally sustainable practices mm. uh, really helped in a lot of our projects. So I was able to yeah. lead a lot of things for Mana Whenua around, uh, you know, the, yeah, just around, especially around water stuff, you know. Because oh, cool. all my studies that I did through the EV yeah. environmental management, I based it around uh, river restoration you know like what's the causes of of our uh, pl- you know polluting our rivers and what's some um solutions to it so right. and through that i built up a, a, a project a marae based project <coughs> hapu based project called mana whenua through kaitiakitanga which is uh, marae based and uh, develops into a social business where okay it tries to create a business, business work for um the hokainga yeah for the marae oh. 
as wow. well as restoring our, our rivers. Oh, their local river, because, you know, te awa, ko te awa, ko au, you know, it's all part of who we are as Māori, our Kia river, ora. our local river. For our tūpuna, that was their, their supply of, of food, you know, with tuna or right. fish or yeah. uh, mahinga kai, you know, and as well as the water supply. So, mm. you know, they're quite mm. intimate. They knew their, their awa intimately, eh, you know, yeah, and, right. and each, where to fish, when to fish and and all of that. That's why it's part of our pepeha, eh? Yeah, is who we are. Yeah. I'd uh, like to see a star navigation up on uh, Bastion Point, I think, to continue ooh. those uh, knowledges, eh? Uh, the yeah. Mataranga knowledge, I think it's important. Uh, uh, actually, I did put one up, tried to put one up to you. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, uh, yeah, so that's, I'm looking at doing something. Uh, I've spoken with the GNS government, nuclear scientists, about doing nuclear the research. Who? Scientists. You spoke to some nuclear scientists. What's that? So they do research projects. They, they support research projects. So looking at doing a couple of research projects uh, with them around river restoration, Marae-based river, river restoration. Oh. So we can actually get data and, and you know, do a paper on it and then present yeah, our findings. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, here's, here's a funny story. Uh, yeah. Joe Hawke. Yeah, kind of comes Drake. into one of our meetings up there. This is about a month ago. Yeah, okay, yeah. to Joe Hawk, and you know he's. We know who, all who he Quite is, of course. Right now, but, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but you know he comes on in, and then in the middle of this meeting, you know, having this full-on meeting, it's yeah. all pretty serious, and he just wanders on in, sits down, and starts telling us the story about <laughs> when he was a boy. Or Kahu Bay was so pristine. He used to yeah. get kuna, uh, kina there. Mm. Wow, we were just like, yeah. everyone at the table was like, what? And he's telling mm. all these stories. And then he gets up and leaves. <laughs> and we carry yeah. on with our not yeah. so important, important <laughs> meeting. Yeah, well, that's, you know, they, they end up putting a sewage, <laughs> you know, putting the, the sewage line through. Yeah, he was and saying. And then dumping raw sewage into oh, the bay. And from the hospital. So yeah, yeah, the, the hospital. Body parts, they had body parts. coming out there. And all now all that's sorts. all gone now and. You know, Kelly Tolton's is in there now. That's mm. where Kelly Tolton's mm-hmm. using those tanks. But, so, do you uh, think the current environment, you know, with the election we've just had and everyone's mm. kind of beating the drum around our rivers and so on, do you find that, do you think this environment will get better and better and easier for you to work in the space of actually trying to help address that? Or is it just going to get more complicated for you? So, we're talking 65% of the waterways, right, in yeah. the nation can't be swum in. Yeah, just for our listeners at home. And, and it's part of the, the national policy statement for freshwater management is that the water levels are to be uh, weightable. So, that means your head can't go under it. Weightable is just walking through it oh, with. Um, yeah, yeah, with yeah. Wading, wading. Wading, yeah. So, but my that, girls live in. Um, where do they live? South <laughs> Island, just yeah, below yeah, Mount Hutt. Yeah, so, that's. You know, the Canterbury Plains there, whatever you want to call them. But, yeah. uh, you know, every time we go across that huge bridge, there's just no water in it. No, nah, so you know, the so over allocation of water is, is a huge problem. You know, the farmers are, you know, they, they're our main industry here in Aotearoa. Mm. Uh, you know, when, so they, they kind of have, you know, have to take the water for their crops and that, but then it's at the detriment to our, our rivers, our water oh, source. Our mm. And then, you know, all the nitrates they use uh, is, is going in. Leaching and, back? Yeah, 
leaching into uh, non non source uh, non point source pollution is the biggest one, and the cattle. Well, let's you know, get it right. So, so I got to practice that. Yeah. Non point source source. Yeah, uh, non source point pollution. Yeah, oh. one of those. Non point source pollution. So you know, it just runs off from. It's just from just from runoff. It doesn't have an actual point where, like a um, uh, what do you call it? You know, a sewage pipe. Or it doesn't have a pipe that's just dumping. You know, maybe from a sawmill, you'll have a pipe that goes in. So that's a point. It has a um, a point source Aye. source point. Oh. Where so, so the farming actually has non <clears throat> uh, non point source. Is is mm. that a is that a, the significant contributor that's adversely impacting on the waterways? You mainly cattle, from what I've found from my studies, cattle and the nitrates. So cattle, they, they tick all, you know, the equivalent of, um, oh, I forget the, the, the stats, you know, maybe like 10 people, you know, in a day. And it's not, not treated or anything, it's just sitting there on the ground. So when it rains, it just gets washed into our rivers. So you got that's full of nitrates, you know. And wow. So algae, they, the algae, uh, and it creates like, you know, darkens the bottom. So yeah, that, that yeah. ecosystem is affecting that ecosystem. Algae love it. They they just thrive on on the on it. And you get algae blooms in, in the rivers, you know. Some rivers are that Oh, that I've bad. seen them. Yeah, uh, dog if a dog was to to drink the water and they do dogs are dying all the time they'll be dead within 10 minutes you can see it it's like red or it's like green yeah yeah and then that's running into bigger rivers which are then running into our sea and we're getting algae bloom the poison poisoning our kaimwana and people are getting affected from that yeah so some sometimes but it's only 65 percent so we're okay in the other 35 maybe it's only 30 but tomorrow it's 28 percent yeah oh but that's okay eh? i mean we're we're only letting 45,000 people extra into tamaki makoto alone uh edu i think you've got an important role as a kaitiaki in this uh because we all get confused well Mm. i'll be honest i do i try to understand it but all the bureaucracy goes no it's not really that that's only a Mm. a percentile uh impact and then the farmers react saying Mm. well you're making it a political issue yeah uh well frankly you know for us we don't care. We just want our whenua mm. and our awa to yeah. be pristine because that's and, our tonga. And there are environmentally sustainable solutions to it. So what? That there are solutions, you know, that there are practices that the farmers could be putting in place. Now, did these take 200 years to roll out? or No, no, there's, there are actual farmers. So they had the Clean Streams Accord that Fonterra put out for a few years it failed. There was, you know, our rivers got worse. It didn't, they didn't get better. But there were some farmers that that, that did change and tried to do, um, you know, some changes. It's just the cost, you know. It's like it's kind of like um, a lot of the farmers today. You know, it's been a intergenerational thing. It's the first settlers that come here. They were farmers and they got passed on, passed oh. on. And so it's like, well, my granddaddy's granddaddy did this. Why should I change it? You know, and and they just continue on with those practices because it'll cost a bit of money you know for them to change that but in the long run you know what are, what are we me, talking as a percentage or five percent as a, of a farmer's income needs to go to preventative uh yeah, leaching that'll, that'll go is, is it like something like that or is it more significant probably more significant uh, wow. you know the way the state our rivers are in at the moment there's yeah yeah there is okay there are some solutions to it, you know, that, that they, they can be putting in place. Uh, that's what my um, you know, mana whenua through Kaitiaki Tanga uh, project is about. It's about hapu exercising their mana whenua 
uh, you know, they're 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 mana through Kaitiaki Tanga, so they're uh, trying to restore the river, finding out well what are the causes of a river, and that all involved because a lot of our Maori whānau are farmers as well, you know, so they're actually <coughs> polluting our, you know, we're doing it ourselves, so it's like we can start from you know as an example on on mm. hey we can clean up our own rivers and, Got to, and must need do. to for our, for the future of uh, you know future generations well, to enjoy and it. the future yeah, present because oh, well it's interesting you know now a developer can't and, uh, anywhere in uh, Aotearoa you a developer has to go through the local iwi in that mm. uh, rohe to walk with them and uh, make sure it all fits yeah, yeah so why right. aren't we doing the same for mm. things like for farms, yeah, where right. iwi are the kaitiaki, they know mm. the taonga, they know the tuna. Yeah, why, yeah. why? I mean, to me, I, that, mm. that seems logical that we put that kaiti roll back with yeah. the iwi who've been sitting on their whenua for a millennia. Yeah, uh, not the farmer; he just showed up. Yeah, that's right. Um, I mean, I don't want to get too political, but I'm mm. just sort of saying we're doing that. political, Stephen. We're doing it in building. <laughs> I think we should listen to you, Eddie, and, <laughs> and uh, we've got to move yeah. on this. So. But I wonder, yeah. and that's because we often talk on the show. About about um, how, how, um, hope for our young people, for our mm. families that are struggling yeah. to put food on the table, to pay their rent. Mm. And then somebody wants to have a conversation yeah. to me about the water quality, and I'm like, are you for real? <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of like, um, but it is for real, obviously, mm. and it will affect us and our generations to come. Yeah. So, you know, when you speak about this stuff, it actually makes it very real for me as opposed to the conversation you hear on the news or whatever. Mm. And uh, it doesn't make – it's not doesn't hit home because it's like, well, okay, but I, I've got to pay the rent next week. Yeah. But from what you're telling me today is this will impact – Hugely, our whole life, not just you know, yeah. you won't be worrying about paying rent because you can't drink the water anymore. That's or the, right. Or the food that's coming off the land is poisoned, mm. so it's you know, poisoning our young mocha yeah. So And it's not just the land and the, the, the rivers, our sea, our moana, too. Oh. You know, if you go overseas, there's just dead zones in seas where rivers because all the pollution in the rivers, yeah, all that ecosystem's been wiped out, mm. and all the nitrates and poisons that okay. that are going into the rivers. They are destroying their sea as well. Is that what we want here in Aotearoa? Because that's where we're heading. There's probably are some dead zones probably down the South Island. I think around Christchurch, isn't there? I think they're actually oh. getting dead zones oh. there because of all the the um, pollution. That's the runoff. Well, I, the think the, I think the whole of Brisbane is a dead zone, isn't it? Basically, is it? Yeah. I mean, it's basically it's all just polluted all the way through the actual mm. part of Brisbane city. Yeah. Um, and you have to, you know, to go swimming, you have to be. Well out of the central city to swim, yeah, because they've just polluted their their waterways so badly there. So, and we have our clean green, you know, yeah. for cardboards. So, just for our listeners at home, we, we've mm. got a special guest with us tonight, uh, Edu Rariri Wilton, and uh, we're just man, this guy with uh, like a Maori Swiss knife, Nazi <laughs> <laughs> knife. Oh, Edu, we want to know something. Contact Edu. Well, look, in the last part, of just here, I think what like mm. that's good to know about that waterway. It's important that mm. we know, and we're talking to an expert tonight that can inform us. Uh, so, you, if you're listening into Tamanga, you're getting some factual support around mm. the waterways, and uh, that's great. But now let's want to move on and just sort of change yep. that a little bit. Edu, uh, what are you doing now? What are you uh, up to now? Right now? Uh, so I've, I've also got my business, Kaihaka, Kaihaka Limited, and there's a couple of arms to that as well. Another business. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> so uh, Kaihaka was formed, uh, <laughs> basically the main thing we do with Kaihaka is uh, we 
uh, provide uh, mana whenua lead hakapofiri for international oh, cool. uh, music artists or dignitaries. So we've done it for the likes of Rihanna, Mariah Carey, uh, Demi Lovato, uh, well, Venus Williams, <laughs> uh, Billy awesome. Crystal, uh, Billy Crystal. Queen and Adam Lambert, uh, All right. Common, Maya, and yeah, some others as well. Lambert. I can't quite think of Adam Lambert. Yeah. Adam Lambert, yeah. So he's the Did you lead have to dress up for that one, Eddie? <laughs> <laughs> so cool, we do it. Um, cool. We do it all in the traditional kākahu. Are you, are you cool? Yeah. So we've we've got a Facebook page where we load up, you know, a lot of our, our if people want to uh, check it out. But uh, well, where yeah. do they go to check it out? On Facebook, just just oh, okay. uh, search Kaihaka, K A I H A K A, and they'll see some of the mahi that, that we're doing there. So it's about. Uh, so I, do, I was doing some contract work. Uh, my brother's ex-SAS, and through the 90s, his one of his um, mates had uh, basically did bodyguard work, and so I'd go in and, and do work with them right. through the 90s. And so we were doing big day outs. We would um, meet and greet artists and that, and escort them around, and you know, just just be with them. So I got to know a few music artists over the years yeah, through the Do 90s, you sleep, 2000. man? <laughs> <laughs> Do you sleep? Yeah. It was like B in there the other day, buddy. It was like B, man. I'm sure she didn't sleep, man. She had like five doctorates or something. Yeah. Hey? Oh, man. Yeah, so uh, one day, um, 2006, uh, Common, I was a big fan of Common. He's a real awesome music, uh, musician, rapper, and that, uh, conscious rapper, and uh, so after I was backstage and when he finished did a haka um, for him and you know, I had a few guys working for me at the time and so we did the haka and you know, he was blown away everyone was blown away and uh, since then and it was like oh can you do a haka for this guy oh can you do a haka for oh, you know? so picked up yeah and then so through I do motaiha train under our um Tohunga, Malcolm Kiriuma up Orake Marae Thursday. So I've been you know, doing that for about eight years under him, eight to ten years. And so I had a quarter with him around, well, do we want, uh, are you interested in doing these haka pōwhiri, you know, for these artists when they arrive or, you know, or backstage? And so he was keen and because I wanted to make sure we are doing it right, you know, upholding tikanga kawa right with... And aye, he's aye. our expert around kapahaka and motaiha and you know the widow and aye, and aye. all of that. So uh, yeah, so he leads us and and whatever we do, I always take his advice. He, so were you guys involved with the rugby world cup thing? Like yeah, the yeah, start of those games and uh, stuff. Two thousand and eleven because they were incredible, right? Yeah, so we we were part of the uh, the Rupu. we did the opening ceremony. There was fifty four representatives of every iwi in, in Aotearoa. That's right. Uh, so yeah, we did the opening ceremony. We were, we were actually an afterthought. Yeah, it was incredible. We were brought in two weeks before the the opening ceremony, and our first meeting with uh, David Iken. He he's the Australian guy that that runs you know that organises everything. He says uh, a month ago someone said to him, "Where's the Maori content?" And he was like, "Oh, what Maori content?" <laughs> oh. And so apparently TPK got on board and they selected out 54 uh, representatives of each iwi. So I represented um, Ngati Whātua, uh, Ngati Maru Roko, you know, all my iwi all that I named earlier on. So, uh, yeah, so we did um, – yeah, there's a bit of a story behind that actually. Uh, so Tāpeta Wehi, he, he, he trained us, him, Malcolm Kirioma and, and a few others – and then, um, so he taught us his father, oh. Haka Maui Pōtiki. Mm, and wow. the first week we were together. And then 
uh, near like Wednesday, Thursday, uh, Tarps was like, okay, uh, we've got Sunday free, what do you guys want to do? Um, we've got the double-decker bus, what do you guys want to do? We'll have the day off, it was Father's Day. One of the boys, Luke, I, uh, yeah, Luke. anyway, he goes, oh, you know these flash mob dancers, what about a flash mob hucker? <laughs> and so it's like, okay, flash boys, so we got together. They started talking and that about what, what um, you know, about yeah, it, yeah. and then how we were going to start it. We were buddied up and then kind of worked how we were going to start it. So Sunday morning, we 10 o'clock, we shot down to the viaduct downtown, and uh, we busted out the first flash mob hucker in support of the All Blacks campaign. Uh, we were filming that, but the bus got in the way. So when we finished that, <laughs> that one... Um, as they like, do, as they do. Yeah. We're having a quarter or like, where can we go? Because we did that at 11 o'clock. And I was like, oh, you know, uh, Sylvia Park, there's a big area and there's been mm-hmm. flash mob dancers down there. Why not go to Sylvia Park? And so we jumped on the bus, went to Sylvia Park, and we busted it out there. And there was some lady there that, that filmed it, and we got our footage too. But this one lady that filmed it, and she uploaded it straight away. And uh, it just, that's the one that went viral. We'll oh, went viral. <laughs> and then everyone started doing flash mob pucker, you know? Does anyone, like, you know, like freak out think and start a fight, like give you the bash. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> no, they, no, they're all didn't good. have any all of good. that. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. And so we went on to do about five flash mob hucker uh, here in Auckland, you know, before the, the actual um, uh, opening ceremony. But the, the hard case thing is we weren't allowed to say anything on who we were. So we had CNN, we had um, all the world's top media, uh, BBC, even Wall Street Journal did a story on, on the flash mob hucker. Wow, okay. uh, but we weren't allowed to say anything of who we were, you know, that we represented all Iwi and Aotearoa oh, right. or that we were Maui Portuki because of secrecy around the opening ceremony. And so... Yeah, so it went. Um, so that story, I guess, was was never really told on who we were, um, but yeah, we were fifty four. <laughs> now um, we know. <laughs> yeah, it represented every <laughs> Yeah, so for oh, me, it was, it was amazing. You know, when when the Maori people come together <laughs> in Kotahi Tanga, um, we actually mm. world changing. Eh? You know, we actually do amazing things. That it can have a main influence on the world, you know, on our country as aye, well as on the world. Because that flash, mob, you know, the influence of the flash mob, even I think in pop culture, you know, overseas, and that uh, you're sure you got the All Blacks that are known for it. But uh, yeah, yeah, anywhere, anytime, eh? <laughs> yeah, ah, that was a cool concept. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think we do that, don't we? With our hucker, we break out here, we break out there. Yeah, that's you know, right. That's great. Oh, yeah. So that was that was part of. Uh, yeah, so through through that, I guess. Um, Ooh, I think we need a breath, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Are you still there, listener? <laughs> yeah. I, I'd just like to say, too, that, um, I mean, a common thread we're getting on the show week mm. after week is that, um, that, you know, the guests that we come on here seem to stay very busy and they seem to be very active in yeah. their lives. Because one of the things we ask each of the guests each week is, you know, how would you encourage our young people mm. at the moment? With um, yeah. we've touched on, you know, sometimes New Zealand can feel like a pretty stink place for Kiwis because yeah, they right. they tend to get bogged down in what's going on around them. But we always mm. just ask that question, you know, from the story you're telling telling us tonight and and you know in this podcast is about how you continue this journey and it's changing and it's, it's exciting because of the change. Aye. And how would you mm. encourage young people, families who are struggling, mm. uh, you know, how, how do you encourage them to get up tomorrow and actually have another go at life? Because that's the conversation yeah. we love to, to hear from our guests is, yeah, is, you know, how would you encourage our young people to get up tomorrow mm. and have a go? Yeah, yeah, I guess, you know, that's, that's what um, 
kaihaka, these performances we do, are all about is to, you know, uplift who we are as Māori, you know, uh-huh. because in the society we are, we're brought up as, you know, Māori, you're down here, you know. Unfortunately, you know, that's, and that's the whakaro that a lot of our, our children grow up with is that, you know, the, Bottom not cliff ladder up, eh? Yeah, Bottom that, cliff ladder up. That I'll, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll do, you know, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll sweep the floors, clean toilets, mm. or, you know, I, you know, I know my role, or, you know, we always brought, but now, you know, for me, you know, our, our tupuna, uh, they were rangatira, you know, they were, they had a wisdom that, that uh, we can still tap into. Yeah. And it's a wisdom that we hold, you know, we carry that oh. DNA of our tupuna. And that's handed down from Iwa Matua Kore, and and you know there is a power in it that that can um, you know when you bring out who you are and you know bring out who we are as Maori and uphold that that, that culture as well, uh, you're improving who you are, you know, and it's it's making you better. Uh, well, you know, it, it's helping you to. Oh, it's helping me anyway to to be a better person, me too, bro. Um, yeah, too. And who I am Aye. and. So yeah, I really encourage anyone out there that you know, if you know, to to learn te reo Māori. That's that was, uh, uh, because there is a thinking behind it. You know, that's one thing when I when I did te Wānanga Takiura, there was a whole thinking. There's a whole whakaro Māori thinking process. So when I first was going, there would be I'd hear te reo come in. I'll be thinking in English to translate it into English how I understood. And then I'll think in English to respond, and then think in Maori to to respond, you know, to reply. So there's like I've... four processes going on. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, man, I'll just be drained. But doing it every day under full immersion, just to do Maori, it comes a time when there's just, uh, something changes, you know. Mm-hmm. And I remember uh, people told me, you know, when you're Fukaro Maori, you know, when it comes in to do and you can go out to do. That when your dreams, everyone's talking te reo Māori in your dreams, because right? you're thinking te reo Māori. Oh, <laughs> well, so half then of was, my dreams are. <laughs> <laughs> so I was always waiting for that, that no, first dream, me. you know, when, when everyone will be kōrero Māori. <laughs> and then, and so it yeah, come, come, it took about three months, and then I started dreaming, everyone was kōrero Māori. And then I was, you know, I was able to, you know, when I was spoke, I was able to respond. And there wasn't that whole process. So oh, there is a, you know, a way of thinking, eh? And but it's not just the the way of thinking, you know, uh, for Karamori, the way of thinking on how Tupuna spoke. They like I was saying, it's very connected to the environment, eh? You oh. know, to to the forest, to uh, so great way to learn to do as well as connecting back with the, our natural environment, you know, with our rivers, oh. because you know, in, in the society today, we're we're, we're separated from that, you know, mm. we're, we're put into know. small houses, you know, with your mm. quarter acre or not even a quarter acre now, they're three hundred square meters, you know, and and we don't get near our our rivers, oh, we don't get into the bush, mm. you know, maybe you might get to a beach if you're lucky, you know, but um, the the whole disconnection and the whole grind of of of, um, the system that, that we live in today, you know. So, um, no, it's it's a beautiful thing when you can uh, find, you know, bring out who you are through your your culture, Maori culture, and and language, and connect with the environment, connect with the creation, eh? Which uh, just enhances your connection with Iwamatu Kuri. Now you. Mm. 
we've been you've, you, well the kia ora my bro yeah, kia, ora. kia ora what a great way but awesome. yeah we'll give just mm. as we sort of segue out yeah, uh, gotta find a Māori word for segue Give us a word for that one, eh? Segway, um, <laughs> so moving on, Fayakini. Aye, Fayakini. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you've mentioned Eo Matokore mm. uh, a few times here in the show. Right. So maybe just to sort of wrap it up, we've heard about Eru the Carpenter, <laughs> Eru the Environmental Manager, <laughs> Eru Orake, uh, now mm. doing the. What was that thing you were doing? Kaihaka. Kaihaka. Mm. And, and well, so God features. Oh, oh, somewhere yeah. in the uh, Tūranga Waiwai. Give, mm. give us a flash point, man. Yeah, kia ora. Yeah, so, yeah, uh, the Lord is a big part of who I am, who I am now. Uh, you know, our creator. Um, but, uh, you know, specifically Jesus Christ, a personal relationship with the Lord and Saviour Do you Jesus call him Rongo? Oh, yeah, no, to me, he was, he was part of Iwa Matuakore. He was there oh, in the beginning, yeah. eh? Oh, yeah. uh, so, you know, when you, when you look at some of the, uh, some research I've done on um, Te Whare Wānanga, and I, I know you've, you've done a bit on that, <coughs> yeah. there are some names for, uh, I found uh, the East Coast Kōrero, uh, there were like three parts to Iwa Matuakore in the creation and I guess Eel, yeah, I mm. can't remember Akof, off the top of my head, kiora. but to me, he was, you know, he is part of your Matu Kore, the, the three and one, and and Farewana, the old Tupuna, kind of had that teaching too that Eel Matu yeah. Kore had had three kind of natures right. to him, and, and right. with the creation, the Hihiri, and you know, in the beginning, God created the heaven and earth, you know, in the beginning, hey, te po, and mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. te kore, te po, and then you know, Papa Tonuku, our Komato uh, was talking about that, Maure. Maori, yeah, mm. the pure essence, Maori, mm. yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, Kumatu, uh, great theatre. We're taking him to Hawaii next week. Yeah, yeah. So we've been, been sitting with him, and uh, he just keeps talking about that in those contexts. Mm. Uh, the pure, the most pure yeah. essence of creation, Maori. Yeah, so, kia ora, kia ora. yeah, kia ora. Mm. All right. Yeah, so that's that's me. You know, I've, I've um, just recently. Uh, yeah, you know, come into a relationship with uh, Jesus Christ myself, sure. and uh, you know, and it's it's been it's been a bit of a journey. Uh, you know, I had uh, addictions with alcohol, uh, which was you know in my bloodlines. So my father was a whiskey mm. drinker. His father was a whiskey drinker, and wow. so on, as well as yeah. on my mum's side, the alcohol. Um, but Same I was all good with it, you know. Like, yeah. and so I started attending this uh, the Two Tongues program, man up, and through that. Uh, you know, it, it helps you to kind of identify uh, past, you know, dysfunctions in your life and expose them and, and identify the origins of them and to realize that, well, through Christ you can be set free from them, you know. Yeah, they yeah. don't have to control who you are. So oh, Our listeners have been hearing a lot about Man Up Everywhere. I mean, if you're mm, Māori in, in your community, I mean, we're, I'm seeing yeah. a, a lot of men coming through. They wear mm, the T-shirts. Yeah. I was just honouring right. a couple of guys the other night, you know. So, yeah, uh, And I just briefly asked them just a couple of basic questions. Oh, yeah, what's it really like? And they looked me full on in the face. Eyes oh, full on locked in. So yeah. It's changed. 
my life. Now, mm. I don't know other than meeting yeah. you about it, but hearing these guys, it was like, wow. Yeah, it's awesome. So that's cool. Yeah, it's cool. It's, it's and you're heading up, you're heading this up. So I'm facilitating a man up program up at Ordaki. In your spare time. <laughs> yeah, my spare you're time. Spare, spare, yeah. spare. <laughs> so every Thursday night at, at uh, Tumanako House at Ordaki. Yeah, uh, um, seven o'clock we start. And yeah, I, I tell you, it's, for me, it was like um, I had a bit of a cancer under the skin. And I'd oh, use hey. the old uh, oil to midi midi that, that cancer, right. you know, give it a rub. So that was my alcohol, you know, and, and it wouldn't get rid of it or anything, but it would maybe right. it would feel a bit good, but it really didn't do anything. Uh, going through Man Up uh, gives you, it creates a safe environment, you know, where you can open up about past hurts, dysfunctions and troubles and, and actually be healed from them, heal yourself first. So that's what Man Up's about, it's about raising fathers to save our children, getting the man right and healed. And then it'll create that safe environment where where Killed. their children, you know, where he can bless his children and unlock the full potentials of of his children. So for me, it was about, and it can be quite sore, you know, like if you've got oh, a yep. cancer under the skin, skin it's like taking wow. a scalpel and digging it out. And, and so it can hurt, but once it's out, it's gone. And you don't need that oil to midi me anymore. So okay. for me, you know, when I started Man Up and that, um, I was alright with my drinking. My wife wanted me to give up drinking, and my kids did. And you know, even my kids says, "Oh, sweet dad, you can give up drinking now." Right. I was like, "Hell no! I'm going to the grave with <laughs> a forty in my hand." My father right. drank, his father drank, and that's me. Yeah, yeah. But uh, like I says, once I dealt with past dysfunctions and and hurts and troubles, I no longer needed oh. it. You know. Okay. So um, I've been alcohol free now for twenty one months. Wow. Wow, how do you feel, man? Oh, great! You know, it just feels. Yeah, you look okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you look great, no, you look awesome. Yeah, you look right, awesome. I need to work out more. I like, look like that. <laughs> but no, feeling great. You know, it's uh, yeah. The Lord's changed my life. You know, and so oh. yeah, through the Lord, he he took that uh, took that away from me. You know, because I was addicted, and I was like, Lord, uh, you know, I don't want to. Um, you know, I've dealt with these things, and you know. If you want me to give up, then, um, you know, help me. And through Man Up, you know, I dealt with those dysfunctions of the past and all uh, those issues. And I was like, oh, well, yeah, actually, wow. I, I don't even feel like drinking. Or when I was drinking, it's like, I'm not even getting drunk. I'm not even enjoying this. I don't need, mm. you know, I don't need it anymore. I never said to my wife, I said, nah, that's it. I'm, I'm, I've done. I got back one night late uh, with, out with my nephew and the wife was, got back about three o'clock and she was, oh, you know, wasn't too happy. And we were meant to go to uh, to One Love in Tauranga and in a couple of days' time. And I said, nah, I'm done. I've had enough of it. I don't want to drink anymore. Couldn't even get drunk tonight when I was drinking and didn't <laughs> enjoy it. And she hey. goes, oh, whatever, you're full of crap. Oi. She goes, well, yeah. you, once we get down to Tauranga, you're going to be on it again. And so anyway, we went to Tauranga. I had my cousin, the sober driver. We had heaps of alcohol. We had a place. We had someone in a, um, one of those caravans, food caravans, that had alcohol there for us, <laughs> brought it in for us. We could go and get it. So I got there, and I just, you know, they were drinking, oh, and, and my wife was like, oh, have, have a beer if you want. I was like, no, nah, I don't, don't even feel like it. And I, before going down, I was worried. I was like, mm, I know when I get, I'll get that taste on my tongue, and it'll be like, mm, yeah, have it. But uh, that was just completely gone. Cool. And that whole cool. weekend, I didn't, cool. I, I didn't even feel. They were getting drunk. I could have drank in as much as I wanted, but it was gone. You know, it, was, uh, it left me. So that addiction was completely gone, just, uh, just sure. like that. So I haven't sure. had any alcohol since last 
uh, two days before Waitangi Day last year. Oh, <laughs> wonderful promo. When you come up to two years, maybe we have to have a big haka. <laughs> yeah, yeah. kia ora. Big party. Yeah. Well, we just got to kind of round it out this evening. Yeah, and uh, Edu, it's what a what an awesome story. It's mm. it's not all roses. Eh? No. It's, it's got those uh, little valleys in there. Yeah, sure but it's is. got some amazing peaks. And, uh, mm. you know, just we all know you don't get to those peaks, you know. You've got yeah. to graduate. You learn yeah. how to, to move up and then you come back down a bit. Right. Keep it humble. Mm. Then you, you come back up again. And uh, it's a real yeah. credit, uh, Edu, to hear your, where you are on your hikoi, mm. your journey of life and your yeah. waka. Yeah. It's pretty uh, encouraging. I mm. think, uh, you know, to our listeners at home, wherever you are listening uh, tonight to Edu's story, you know, let's, mm. let's get this message into other people's ears. Let's mm. get a few people listening. Listening, those that need some encouragement will hear from the coalface, mm. our, our people, teno rangatira, uh, yeah. sorting ourselves out. So mm. I'm kind of over the, you know, bottom cliff ladder up. And uh, mm. you know, I, I like how you're contending up there and encouraging and pulling others up. Mm. It yeah. feels like to the top here and saying, let's let's go together. And uh, yeah. just listening to you uh, tonight, I feel like, yeah, let's mm. be at the top of the maunga yeah. and let's yeah. stay there. And, uh, you know, let's take the journey across the top mm. to the other side and All see right. what that's look like. All and right. uh, So that's what I got out of your court at all tonight. Mm. And, uh, look, we'd love to get you back. And uh, I, I think you've got a lot more to encourage our listeners yeah, uh, with. And uh, we'll keep that journey going if you'd like to come back. And, yeah, uh, maybe uh, if you'd like to close with a karakia for us, uh, yeah, it'd be we'll great honour. Okay, kia ora. Uh, ki noi tātou, uh, e te atua, uh, tēnei o mātou pononga whakatata tanei ki a koe, koe te timatanga me te tūtakitanga, uh, te mata pono te tapu me te ora, tukunatu mātou whakamoimuti whakawhitai ki a koe, uh, mō tēnei uh, kaupapa, uh, mō tēnei uh, kōruru e te, te pōnei, uh, te tiaki me te manaki e pāne ki tēnei kaupapa. Uh, nō reira, hikitia, 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 te rungu mawhiti o tēnei kaupapa, tūkua ki a ea, tūkua ki a oi, ko mm. i o matua kuri te timetanga me te tūtakitanga, tūru, tūru whakamoa ki a teina, teina, haumie, huie, taiki. Aopiti honu tātai honu, mm. tō hunga mate, ke te hunga mm. mate. Aopiti honu tātai honu, tō hunga ora ki te hunga ora, mm. nō reira. Have a great week, and we'll see you back here next week uh, where we've got another exciting guest. Kia ora for now. Mauri ora. Mauri ora. We out, bro.